1: Good evening, Los Angeles. Look at this committed late show crowd. Where else would you be? <laughs> here. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you all for coming out. How are you guys doing? That's me trying to get your energy up. I also had to get my energy up. That is why you were on the street earlier. You could have observed a 37-year-old man listening to the Panic at the Disco version of the Idina Menzel song from Frozen 2 to get hyped. Hyped. And as I clicked the little thing at the bottom right corner in Spotify where you click it, and it's like, repeat. And then that dark moment where you click it again, it's like, just this song. I had this dawning realization that I was guaranteeing that 10 years from now, Spotify would tell me (laughs) that this Panic at the Disco version of Frozen 2's Into the Unknown was one of my most played songs of the decade. Some housekeeping. Love It or Leave It is coming to Iowa City on January 30th, right before the caucus. Tickets are on sale now at crooked.com slash events. And they're going. All right? Those tickets are... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But up, ba up, ba Gay news. <laughs> That's a trap. Uh, gay news sweatshirts. We're selling them. <laughs> cricketcom slash store. We have a bunch of new merch. Go check it out. Just fucking do it. I don't care. We're selling cool gay news merch because people are requesting it. That's it. All right. Could not have done that worse. Could not have... It- I think it's good. I think that if I fully embraced the salesman aspect of the podcast host lifestyle, I don't think he'd like it. I think the ironic distance I force into the process keeps me honest. Let's get into it. What a week. (laughs) On Monday, the top lawyer in Trump's White House, Pat Cipollini, a lawyer who looked at the Trump administration two years in and said, sure, I'll be the guy who's in charge of telling Trump what's legal, refused the House Judiciary Committee's invitation to participate in the committee's first impeachment hearing. Uh, He said that they already RSVP'd to another impeachment hearing that day, and even though Trump would rather go to Nadler's hearing with the late Thanksgiving, it's just so much packed into three weeks it's like a lot of overlapping hearings they're all happening on like the same like three days (laughs) genuinely shocked that no one came along with me on the tight holiday party sketch of a late Thanksgiving early Wednesday Christmas nobody 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 dealing with that crisis in their life nobody alright I don't care I don't care when you laugh or not I don't give a shit Those mattress checks clear whether you people laugh or not. (laughs) On Monday, former FBI lawyer Lisa Page broke her two-year silence about being constantly insulted and smeared by the president. She said, quote, there's no fathomable way I've committed any crime at all. If you're considering having an extramarital affair, there are a lot of risks and downsides you're probably going to consider. But man... Peter, we better not. What if three years from now, the president pretends to be me while faking an orgasm in a national televised political rally as part of a misinformation campaign to distract from the president's impeachable offenses? Should've sounded crazy. Ah, you know, little office romance. What could go wrong? Oh my God, he's faking an orgasm as me in my extramarital affair to distract from Ukrainian corruption. Earlier this week, Duncan Hunter of California, former congressman, pled guilty to campaign finance violations. Prosecutors say he and his wife spent up to $250,000 of campaign funds for personal use, including $500 to fly the family's pet rabbit, Egbert, across the country. It does get worse. How did Egbert get home? Epstein's plane. Follow the money, follow the eggs. It all connects. On Tuesday, the 300-page House impeachment report was made available to the public. The report cites phone records from April of this year that connected Devin Nunes to Rudy Giuliani and to Lev Parnas, the Giuliani associate who has already been indicted for conspiracy and campaign finance violations. Uh, no one is ever a known associate in a good way. No one is ever... <laughs> and his known associate, Malala. <laughs> it's never... It's never Malala. <laughs> On Wednesday, the New York Times reported that Giuliani had been in Budapest and Kiev this week to talk to former Ukrainian prosecutors for a documentary series he is making in order to debunk the impeachment case. He's got a documentary. He's got a podcast. I just hope his Patreon is up to it. (laughs) I also just like Rudy, like on the set of a documentary. All right. Can we tighten it up? And can we Irishman my face by like 15 years (laughs) Take 15 years of pain off of my face, but still post (laughs)
2: 9-11.
1: That's my sweet spot, all right? A super PAC that supports Cory Booker took aim at Mayor Pete in a new ad, uh, but it kind of ends up being an ad for both of them. Sort of, if you like Mayor Pete, check out Cory Booker. He's a Rhodes Scholar, a successful mayor, a uniter. No, not that guy. It's Cory Booker really more of a Cory Booker Groupon.
2: <laughs> it's,
1: it's a flywheel ad that only SoulCycle customers can see. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I like it. Yeah, Pete's great. He's really great. But so is Cory Booker. Meanwhile, Michael Bloomberg blanketed the nation's airways with almost $60 million worth of ads for his campaign, uh, also known as a wealth tax. And... Uh, <laughs> Finally, on Tuesday, Senator Kamala Harris dropped out of the race for president despite the early promise of her candidacy. The decision came after a string of articles citing disarray in the campaign, including her staffer's obsession with leftist Twitter. Uh, Obsessing over why left-wing Twitter is making fun of you is my thing, Kamala. Just chill the fuck out. She joins a number of candidates who have called it quits in recent weeks, so we thought it was a good time to look back at those candidates we lost along the way in this in memoriam.
2: Eric Swalwell.
3: Our first act in foreign policy, we're breaking up with Russia and making up hey, with NATO. How far back are, are
2: we going with the torch? Mike Gravel. It's time to make some waves for change. John Hickenlooper. But how come we're not asking we're not asking more often the women? Would you be willing to put a man on the ticket?
1: Jay Inslee. I am a, a politician of conviction. <laughs> I voted against the Iraq
0: War. I voted for the. Uh, I voted against, for the assault weapon bill. I voted against the repeal of, of Glass-Steagall, and I think Harry Potter should be eliminated. <laughs>
1: Kirsten
2: Gillibrand.
3: The first thing that I'm going to do when I'm president is I'm going to Clorox the Oval Office. Seth Moulton. I'm in this
2: to win it. That's why I'm
3: here. Bill de Blasio. How do you feel about ska? I love ska. Right, because combo
0: of the punk, your punk aesthetic and reggae. And
3: Tim Ryan.
2: I'm a Dave Matthews guy. Okay, yeah, of course you are. Beto O'Rourke.
3: Vamos a tratar cada persona con el respeto y dignidad
2: que merecen como humanos.
1: Joe Sestak. Unfortunately, we cannot find any footage of Joe Sestak. Stephen Bullock.
2: I'm literally the only field in the state that won in a state where Donald Trump won. The only one? Uh, that actually won in a Trump state. The only one in the field of 37 that actually won a Trump state. Kamala Harris.
0: You know, he reminds me of that, that guy in The Wizard of Oz, you know, when you pull back the curtain, it's a really small dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Forced to once again point out his size, not the issue. That he doesn't have magical powers. When we come back, we'll have Riri Cheney and Brett Gelman. Hey, don't go
2: anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up.
1: Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Angels Envy. How can envy be a motivating force that inspires people? I don't know. I mean, Maybe look at, look at Elon Musk. I mean, just, you know, <laughs> envy makes the world go round. Envy and FOMO. That's basically it. That's a, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, the half, that's capitalism. <laughs> envy is commonly regarded as a vice, but it can be a good thing. Envy can be a catalyst for creation, Ooh. inspiring the world to raise the bar. Okay. And angels, envy is a bourbon that is worth the Envy. I was wondering where we were going with this. Angel's Envy bends the traditional rules of whiskey. It's a little different from all other bourbons out there. This bourbon makes the perfect gift for any occasion. Angel's Envy are the pioneers of secondary finishing in bourbon and one of the first full production urban distilleries in downtown Louisville. With its unique bottle design, Angel's Envy bourbon finished in port barrels is sure to be the envy of any bar cart too. Look for Angel's Envy bourbon finished in port barrels. Please drink responsibly. Copyright 2024, Angel's Envy, bottled by Louisville Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. And we're back. Don't tell me what to say, Betsy. I know we're back. This is it. We're back. Applaud. We're going to keep all this in. She's a writer, actor, and person most of the time. Please welcome back Riri Cheney. How are you, RiRi? I
0: almost fell head over tit on the way up here, but I than not I'm feeling good. How are you
1: doing? I'm great. Look at those pink shoes.
0: Yes. Vi- I love to serve visuals on an audio medium. <laughs> this is really lovely. How are you doing?
1: So good. Cut. You know him from two little shows called Stranger Things and Fleabag. Ever fucking heard of them? Please welcome back Brett Gelman.
2: <laughs> Sir? Hello. Hi. How's it, uh, how's it going? <laughs>
3: <laughs> and now
1: for a game called Okay, Stop! We'll roll a clip and the panel can say Okay, Stop! at any point to comment Mark Zuckerberg he's a homo sapien just like us and there's no better way to prove that by sitting down with your brain heartmate and Gail King to show the softer side of a billionaire who looks at misinformation in 2016 and says sure but where's my cut? <laughs> That's a little do so you oh, br- stop the clip? I was saying it was a tiny bit unfair. Now let's roll the clip. Work home, guys. You, you work together. You live together.
0: Well, yeah.
2: I disagree with the premise of that question. I, don't know. Stop. I guess it was...
0: he's horrible from the top. Always like he's already disagreeing with Gail, and she looks so good. Her wig is glue tight. Her suit is strap tight. I just don't like the disrespect he's starting the clip with, and I'm going to go on record saying that. Thank you so much. Thank you, feminists in this side.
2: Definitely not making the tribe look good. Ever. <laughs> Nobody's watching that and being like, yeah, Jews are great. Thank <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> just like... Talk about like just really heading up the whole socially awkward and loving money way too much vibe. Jeez, oh man, I should go. I should go, Coach Mark.
1: A lot of power too.
2: Yeah. Like just
0: some life coaching, or just like just like PR. Jew coaching. Jew how to be app. like a <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. how to be a cool Jew. Yeah. A Jew on the right side. Be
0: the cool Jew you can be. Exactly. Yeah. I like that. Just
2: Jew it. You know. Just Jew it. it. Just chew it. I also think that Mark Zuckerberg should be doing more posts on Facebook about his personal life and his home life and just like, you know, why 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 is he not doing that? Why is uh why is Jack Dorsey not tweeting more often, you know? I think they should have to do that. I agree. I agree. Put themselves out there. Yeah, be the social media platform you want Don't to see, see in the, the world. world. Exactly. Don't just make money off of us.
0: And our aunt.
2: Jew.
1: <laughs> Come on, Brett. Get it Sorry. together. Get it the fuck
0: together. I was bar mitzvah.
2: <laughs> it's fine.
1: It's fine. You are bar mitzvah. I was bar mitzvah. You're yeah, we're fine. We're okay. We're fine. You had a we bar did. mitzvah, I assume?
0: I did not.
3: <laughs> on date night? How Day often night. is date night, and what is date night? We're pretty good about this. Every week.
2: We do it every week. Every week? week?
3: Yeah. yeah. And no work talk on date night. No work stop. talk. Stop.
2: Okay, stop. I don't want to hear it. It's going to make me throw up. I mean, <laughs> just picturing him in a bed. Mm. naked mm.
1: stop it just okay i'm going to say something now i'm going to stop with this right now and say I'm something
2: sorry <laughs>
1: i do you keep, think
2: there's no way he satisfies her oh my <laughs> no way what are we going to do i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm not no i'm not no i am i'm sorry i'm sorry no i'm not i'm not it's your fault no you should I'm be sorry. sorry you should
0: be sorry why aren't you pleasured? you should be sorry that's
2: it. oh my goodness
1: I'm scandalized. Whose idea was that?
3: It's Mark's idea. Really? <laughs> yes. Mark, are you the sentimental one in this relationship?
2: I think that would be a surprising conclusion to come to, but that may be where this interview is coming. Okay, stop.
1: <laughs> this interview is an answer to a question no one asked. Didn't think of. <laughs> you know, no one was like, my problem with Facebook is I don't understand enough about Mark Zuckerberg's home life it's all so much PR all the time. Like, there are lingering serious questions about whether or not Mark Zuckerberg as a person and Mark Zuckerberg as a representative of Facebook understands, appreciates, respects the power he has over discourse in our society and cultures around the world, and whether he takes seriously enough his responsibility to prevent the spreading of misinformation, racism, hatred, lies, smears, and the kind of uh, content that has basically been made aerosol by these platforms and that have so distrust misinformation and nationalism around the world. The answer to that isn't don't worry. at home, I make a PP and J, we relax on the couch and we watch the fucking crown like i don't give a shit. like i don 't care about how sentimental you are in your i don 't care if on date night you don't talk about congressional hearings in which you only made it out alive because the only people asking you questions were born in the 40s.
3: I think you're getting it out of him today, Gail. He's kind of a softy. <laughs> you were in DC recently. It was reported later that you had dinner with the president of the White House. What was the nature of the meeting, can you say?
2: Uh, sure, I mean, we talked about um, a, a number of things that were, that were on his mind. And, okay, OK, stop. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, no, a number of uh,
0: important uh, things. Like, what? What the fuck, sir, sorry. What the fudge, sir? You are... You, for as someone who has every data, piece of data and every bit of our privacy that somehow we were tricked to put onto his website when we were 13, he can't remember the secret meeting he had with Head Cheeto in charge three weeks ago? That is abhorrent and unacceptable. And then playing stupid, it doesn't work. I'm sorry, you... And those uh, Winklevosses and uh, Edwarsson made one of the most powerful platforms in the history of the world. You acting stupid doesn't fucking work.
2: Also, though. Also, though. Why ask that question? You're not going to get the truth. I mean, what you do in there? What was said? You know. Well, here's the thing. I'd say two points. One, Riri, we're not going to just
1: gloss over the brag you stuck in there about Facebook existing when you were 13. That's one. Two... Thank you, everyone. Uh, Thank you so uh, much.
0: I'm young. Thank you. Two, like,
1: it doesn't actually matter what the topics were. Mark Zuckerberg did not go to the White House to engage in a discourse about online issues with Donald fucking Trump, a man who just takes his little fingers and tweets on the toilet, and that is the uh-huh. beginning and end of his internet experience. No, he went there to sit and listen as Donald Trump bloviated for an hour and a half to be a little shit, so that Donald Trump would not say negative things to get in his good graces, to just kind of, just sort of kiss the ring. That's why he go. that's why they do that. They're not. It's not doing it to have a, Donald Trump's not retaining anything from a meeting, he's a fucking goldfish.
0: Have you ever thought about who cleans Donald Trump's phone screen? I just did, think about
1: it. It's like uh, in uh, 12 Monkeys when they're hosing down Bruce Willis.
0: Once again, I don't get that reference.
1: Yes! And that's okay, stop! Thank you. We come back, we'll play a game about the latest impeachment hearings.
2: Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way.
1: On Wednesday, the House Judiciary Committee held its first impeachment hearing. Nadler's committee called four constitutional scholars to help us dummies understand the historical context of Trump's corruption and whether or not his crimes constitute an impeachable offense. But because all of these people are professors from prestigious universities and GW, a lot of folks thought the hearings were pretty dry. I want to just write there, no one listening to this is bothered by that joke. No one. Like if you're hearing this right now, the gym or the toilet or the subway, your bus, your car, or walking around dog, whatever it is, you're not offended by my GW joke. But if you're gonna pretend to be, I need you to know that it was written by someone who went to GW. <laughs> Wasn't it, Travis? So we thought we'd let our panel here be the Pizzazz translator for a few key moments from the hearing that you may have missed in a game we're calling Show Me Some Pizzazz. A word that has a real 1940s showbiz vibe like moxie. But you fear maybe began as a racial slur and then you Google pizzazz and find out, actually, it's not really known, but uh, it may have been invented in the fucking Harvard Lampoon. <laughs> Such as, Truly, truly one of the dumbest game names in the history of this show. I did. I was like, pizzazz. Let's check out where this... Let's just see where this fucking word Oh, this is from. the real title of this game. <laughs> let's roll... Clip number one. If what we're talking about is not impeachable, then nothing is impeachable. This is precisely
2: the misconduct that the framers created a constitution, including impeachment, to protect against. And if there's no action, if Congress concludes
1: uh, they're going to give a pass to the president here, as Professor Carlin suggested earlier,
3: every other president will say, okay, then I can do the same thing, and the boundaries will just... Evaporate.
1: Why are all the people in the background of that shot facing in different directions? <laughs> What's going on with the seating arrangements at this fucking hearing, Nadler? I mean, it's not a backup scene
0: from Bohemian Rhapsody up for best editing last year, so <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, that was an in, Sorry, that was too niche. So that's fine.
1: <laughs> no, I think it's important that we reflect on the fact that Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> is a crazy movie. <laughs> A crazy movie to be made in this era, a crazy movie to be rewarded with accolades, uh, a film that is hair and teeth, just such a mess, <laughs> feels as though the film should be falling out of the cameras, the opposite of being a rock star is being gay <laughs> in that film, <laughs> just flagging and HIV is punishment for giving in to your homosexuality.
2: Pizzazz it. He looks like Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> hey, check out Tweebo I felt, here. I felt very, hey. No, I felt very comforted by him. It's not an insult. Oh, you just sort of... Don't like... you find Mr. Potato Head very comforting? Of I course do. I find it comforting. Yeah. Imagine
1: if you could keep your various face prop things in your head. Yeah. It's like, oh, need sunglasses, take them out from my ears, from my That's ear hole. Right. See,
0: I felt like he was trying... He was really upset he didn't get to audition for Hamilton. So, like, every line of, like, I guess the founders thought this. Like, was him just wishing he could just start rapping about the foundation of this country because, like, he's like, I guess all the founders were brown now, so I don't get to be one. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. Next clip. This clip is Pamela Carlin, a Stanford law professor. Let's roll it. You
0: know... A president who cared about the Constitution would say, Russia, if you're listening, butt out of our elections. And it shows a president who did this to strong arm a foreign leader into smearing one of the president's opponents in our ongoing election season. That's not politics as usual, at least not in the United States or not in any mature democracy. It is instead a cardinal reason why the Constitution contains an impeachment power. Put simply... A president should resist foreign interference in our elections, not demand it, and not welcome it. If we are to keep faith with our Constitution and with our Republic, President Trump must be held to account. Thank you.
1: Oh, and yeah. And uh, just to make one other point, Baron Trump is bad. Baron Trump sucks. Fuck Baron Trump. Baron Trump is evil. Let's focus our energy on the real villain, Baron Trump. Let's target that little boy. That's why we're all here. That's who we hate. It was a real misfire, I think, when she said that. I thought it was a real mistake. She really stepped in it. Really gave uh, Melania some ammunition for a tweet she definitely wrote. <laughs> uh, I like this lady. And uh, Kellyanne Conway... Went on television this morning <laughs> and she went on, you know, whatever it is, you know, Fox and Fox and Fräuleins or something. Fo- Fox und Friends. <laughs> it's Fox und <Fox> Friends. Because <laughs> they're Nazis. <laughs> That's what I mean. But anyway, she goes on Fox and Friends and uh, she said, uh, it might have been morning, Joe. Doesn't matter. Uh, she goes, I have one more thing I came here to say. All right? And the thing I came to say here is, Professor Carlin uh, hates you, all right? If you're a welder or a nurse or a teacher, she hates you. That's why she said this. She fucking hates you. And it was fascinating. First of all, it's, like, one step removed from, like... Pol pot like she's got glasses, grab her, you know uh, specific and uh <laughs> but also like they're no longer tethering the accusation to some underlying claim like you know it started I think it's been around for a long time, but you saw it with Benghazi right that there was never actually an explanation of what the wrongdoing was it was always just like we got to get to the bottom of it these people died and they don't care and they they're lying about it there's a secret they use the wrong talking points it's basically Im- implicit is that there's some sort of underlying story we don't yet know then the secret is more interesting than the truth the secret is that there's some dark forces at play here and that you should understand what they are but it began with an underlying actual kind of something they could grab onto a, a, a foothold of some true event in the world there is nothing in what this woman said in this course of this long hearing that is any kind of deplorables or clinging to your God's gun in religion or anything that could be taken as, like, the elitism she wants to attack. But they've made this switch, which is they don't need that anymore. Kellyanne Conway doesn't need anything real to grab onto. She knows that she can go on Fox News, say this, and they'll just embrace it. They won't say... What do you mean? What did she say that is in reference to that at all? And now, as long as somebody's willing to say it and others are willing to copy it, there doesn't ever even need to be a real kernel of misdeed or accusation or truth underneath for someone like Kellyanne to attack this professor whose only crime in this hearing is being upset about the subterfuge of the Trump administration and the undermining of our democracy. And then they go on to say, and look how angry she is. There's so they're so clearly something. she's Look at all that, that hatred she has, that vileness, that viciousness. Where's that coming from? Because the twist, right, is... Uh, your patriotism is derangement. Your anger is a sign of how wrong you are. So when are you allowed to be angry, right? She's upset because she loves your country, and loving your country is now a sign that you're broken. Anyway, sorry. I just... And let's go to the final clip of, uh, of Jerry Nadler summing things up.
3: As one of my colleagues pointed out, I have in the past articulated a three-part test for impeachment. Let me be clear. All three parts of that test have been met. First, yes, the president has committed an impeachable offense. The president asked the foreign government to intervene in our elections, then got caught, then obstructed the investigators. Twice. Our witnesses told us in no uncertain terms that this conduct constitutes high crimes and misdemeanors, including abuse of power. Second, yes, the president's alleged offenses represent a direct threat to the constitutional order. Professor Carlin warned, drawing a foreign government into our election process is an especially serious abuse of power because it undermines democracy itself. Professor Feldman echoed, if we cannot impeach a president who abuses his office for personal advantage, we no longer live in a democracy. We live in a monarchy or under a dictatorship. Third, Yes, we should not proceed unless at least some of the citizens who supported the president in the last election are willing to come with us. A majority of this country is clearly prepared to impeach and remove President Trump.
0: This speech from Independence Day is so great. <laughs> um, either you fight against the aliens coming or you don't fight, but you shut up and don't steal ammunition. This is
1: the uh, the equivalent, <laughs> right. If this were Independence Day, this would be the part where they cut to the Israelis and the Palestinians and are like, nah, we're going to keep fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we're not going to work together. We're still focused on our stuff. <laughs> it's when everyone's like, does
0: everyone remember Morse code? Because that's the only way we can live. Like, he is trying... To send out some sort of beep, 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 beep beep, to say, like, these are crimes. Please, the people who once supported this alien man, walk
1: away. No idea what the Morse code reference means. No idea. Generational. It is, it's generational. Who's in Morse code? You mean Morse code? Oh, are you talking about actual Morse code? I thought you were talking about the film. Are you talking about the film Morse code? What are you saying? Morse code. Morse beep code. Beep beep beep. Morse code. I thought you meant Morse code like there was a movie. I'm thinking of Source Code with Jake Gyllenhaal. I thought you were referencing the film Source Code with Jake Gyllenhaal where he respawns. It's just, you're not making a respawn reference. You're speaking of literally boat-to-boat communication. <laughs>
3: oh,
1: I, I see where I went wrong. <laughs>
0: I just want everyone to know that I saw the confusion in this white man's eyes and I kept tap dancing. I was like, if, if I keep going, he's going to know and that, my friends, is America.
1: That's, <laughs> no, if this were America, I would never get it and, ne- and, and, and everyone would blame you. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> when, we... <laughs>
1: when we come back, we're going to play a Fox News game.
2: Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up.
1: Want the same expert advice you
0: get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.
1: And we're back! A lot of people don't know this, but Matt Gates has a little brother, and actually, he picked on his little brother so much that the little brother had a complex about not getting enough positive reinforcement, so that little brother ended up going into improv. But then after his UCB teacher told him to stop trying to make girls kiss him in scenes, he realized that PC culture had gone too far, so he got a job at Fox News, and his name is Jesse Waters. Uh, <laughs> that was a journey. Uh, OK. <laughs> anyway, I came, lock up, it up. I came up
2: at UCB. I came up at UCB. I didn't become a Fox News anchor. And
1: I took two
0: classes in the first couple It is.
2: Yeah. But I feel like you could. I see as somebody could.
0: Oh, definitely. (laughs) Someone who goes to Herald auditions and doesn't make it through. Oh, my God. Definitely is worth it. Yeah, they go
2: crazy, especially after their third. Oof. Herald audition. Oof. Tommy Laren Oof.
1: was actually in an improv show and she asked for uh, a suggestion from the crowd and they said, uh, crazy pretend racist. And then she just did it <laughs> and she can't get out of it. She can't get out of the scene. Yeah. Bombshell
0: 2019 met- coming
2: your way. <laughs> She's a method provisor. <laughs> Anyway, Jesse Waters is a method provider. You, you can get caught. No, I thought I was a bad doctor for like two years.
1: Yeah, you're Doctor Death. That is your. Do- yeah. It's podcast reference. All right. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Thank you. All right. Anyway, Jesse routinely shows texts from his mom on the show, and they're played for laughs. But it's often a fake compliment followed by a pretty incisive criticism of his choices in life, like this one. When you are good, you are so very, very good. And when there is a performance like last night's, I become so distraught that you have moved ever closer to that imaginary line that cannot be crossed. <laughs> Just completely valid criticism from his mother. I mean,
0: my mom sent me something very similar when I put a picture of my tits on. <laughs> and by that I mean I wore a dress. So
1: I think that's so in fact, Jesse's mom's texts are so brutal that we don't think you'll be able to tell which ones are real and which ones are fake in a game we're calling uh, My mom is always texting me that I'm a willing pawn in a right-wing propaganda apparatus built to anesthetize millions of Americans to the brutal unfairness of our current economic order by refocusing their anger, sense of uncertainty and fear of aging and even death at the real culprits, immigrants, democrats, people of color and anyone who knows their way around a chicory salad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> would anyone out there like to play the game? Hi, what's your name?
0: Uh, my name is Sunny.
1: Hi, Sunny. Hi. How are you? Good. Sunny. I'm going
2: to read you <laughs> a lot of chair humor unfolding. I, I'm leaning back in my chair right now so that John can see Sunny. It's very
1: uh, funny. I'm going to read you sexy co- potential texts from Jesse Waters' mom to Jesse Waters. Your job will be to say which is real and which is fake. Are you ready, Sunny? Yes. I'm offended by a great many of your comments. Real. Got it. Do your research about border security. You don't sound like you have any facts. You look tired after a vacation. Real? Yes. That that honestly does not seem like it was sent by a mom. It seems like it's sent by a vicious gay man. <laughs> you look tired after your vacation is... Brutal.
0: No, that <laughs> put me into it being the mom. Though. But that's the
1: middle of the Venn diagram. Yeah, it is. That's, it's an overlap. That's the overlap. Mashes, that. Yes, Yeah. The dark jacket is a vast improvement over the Ferris wheel operator getup you wore yesterday. And need to lose, not to denigrate Ferris wheel operators. Fake. Real. Oh! <laughs> this woman fucking crushes. <laughs> I have some bad news about your great aunt Helen. She realized you work for a braying bunch of little crypto fascists and she drove her car off a cliff.
3: Fake. Yes.
1: (laughs) Your co-hosts don't seem to like you very much. Maybe ask them why. Mend some fences. Although I'm not sure I'd want their respect, it may be useful for you. Real? Fake. I hope your squad criticism can be just a tad more measured today. Please don't sound like an old white guy who lacks any understanding of otherness. Love you so. Real? Yes. (laughs) Isn't that wild? The otherness was wonderful. She's I, just, like, I
2: like mom now.
1: She's fucking... She's yeah. Sweetheart, quick question. Would you defend the Republicans no matter what they do, or have you secretly chosen a line that must not be crossed? I'm guessing you haven't thought about it, but for all your grousing about how millennials think sexuality is fluid, it seems to me that your morality is fluid, circumstantial, and ultimately empty. Something to think about.
3: Fake?
1: Fake. <laughs> how insulting, Jesse. The former head of the FBI is a good actor, and who might you be? Real? Yes saw your white privilege segment. Are you really trying to say you don't have a leg up in the world? I've never seen a cab drive past you. Fake? Fake. <laughs> the name of your show is a reference to Waterworld, right? That 1995 Kevin Costner movie. I thought the movie was fun, but I don't think it was very successful. And now all these years later, I don't think the reference is doing a lot for you. Is it too late to change it? This is your mom. Fake? Yeah. Please apologize to your colleagues, and I mean with genuine remorse for the horrific judgment you showed airing your Santa video. Be a great deal more careful, Jesse. Everyone is replaceable except for Santa.
3: Real? That's
1: real. <laughs> Call when you have a minute. I can't get Netflix on my iPad. P.S. Love you. P.P.S. Your right-wing propaganda is a great source of shame for your family.
3: <laughs> Fake.
1: Fake. But I wish it was real. <laughs> Manafort is a criminal. Real. Yeah. Jesse, stop making sweeping statements about individuals you don't know. You are sounding like Joe McCarthy, an individual you clearly need to undertake some research about. Weren't you a history major? That's real. Yes. Why are you like this? We gave you a loving home. We are lovely people. Is it because the other boys called you Jesse Wetters after you wet the bed at camp? I just want to know how to help you. Fake? Yes. Please be assured that despite your wretched political orientation, I love you forever.
3: Ooh. Fake?
1: Real. (laughs) Stop yelling at Juan. Real? Real. One positive, your tie knot looks better and you are buttoning your top button. Real? Real. You do not have the expertise nor knowledge to question the special counsel's investigation until you know what they know. Hush, Jesse. Real? Real. Honey Pie, if you want to show my text on your show, that's fine, but could you not show my face or name? Some of my friends don't know. Real? Fake. (laughs) (laughs) I am seeing this next one. For the first time. <laughs> I wish I had an abortion. <laughs> Fake? Just kidding, sweetheart. Happy birthday. <laughs> Fake? Fake. Yeah. Vinyl. Do not accept an offer to be chief of staff. Real? Yeah, that's real. Sonny, you've won the game. Wow. <sighs> Wild,
0: right? I don't wow. feel safe.
2: I would think after so many mom emails and texts, he would just stop, but I guess not. But what? it must fuel
1: him, yes? Well, here's the thing. The only reason we have access to these texts is because Jesse Water shows them to us, which means he enjoys that they're part of his story. Does she enjoy the
0: attention so she's drafting them to hurt and also gain popularity on her Facebook group?
2: Why? Yeah.
1: When we come back, the rant wheel.
2: <laughs> well, why, at, one point, at one point, she was like, oh, he's going to read these, and she continues to write them. So she's enjoying the dynamic, too. So she's maybe a more insidious villain than he is.
1: Well, here's the thing. Well, who do you side with, right? The person uh, who's participating in evil, despite knowing it's wrong and having great shame and guilt about it, or the person who participates in a great evil because they don't care either way, you know?
0: I don't know. I think Kris Jenner would
1: be fine with either way, so I'm okay. (laughs) When we come back, the rant wheel.
2: Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. And we're back!
1: Now it's time for the rant wheel. You know how it works. We spin the wheel. Wherever it lands, we talk about the topic. This week on the wheel, we have the Trump administration's cuts to the food stamp program We have the possibility of an LGBT character in Star Wars, the month of December, The Irishman, Brett's rant, which is about rants. (laughs) So, uh, could end up in a cosmic loop that never ends. One risk. Christmas trees, Spotify 2019, and China's face mapping. Let's spin the wheel. It has landed on The Irishman, suggested by RiRi. Take it away.
0: Uh, in the theme of the movie, should I go six times longer than I should, or? No. No. Okay, so, The Irishman. I just want to start off by saying that I am a fan of Martin Scorsese. Yes, I said Scorsese. The uh, vocal work he did in Shark Tale was inspired, okay? All right? So I just want everyone, I don't want to be judged here. You have Robert De Niro. You have Joe Pesci. You have Al Pacino. These are titans of the field, you know? Like, you have Bad Grandpa there. You have Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. You have that weird movie where Al, Alfredo is his full name, Pacino, just like chases Annette Benning around a Best Western for a whole movie. It, they have done great things but unfortunately this movie which i watched last week over thanksgiving while being a nice woman who's bonding with her new white stepfather because that's what nice women do was the most tiring movie of 2019, okay? And this is coming from someone who tried three times and succeeded to watch X-Men Dark Phoenix. So I put in time, okay? I watched Gone with the Wind when I was 10 to just show people I could do it. I'm not someone who quits, but it was too God damn long. It was obscene. I keep imagining Scorsese's producing partner having to do endurance tests to just make it through the director's cut, which we know was six hours. It's horrible. And it just it's not just the content of the movie. It's not... The, the old age CGI that couldn't just like wipe away the smell of Ben Gay when De Niro tried to break people's bones because my dude, you can't break anyone's bones anymore. Or the fact that Anna Paquin only had seven lines and she just blink, blink, blinked her way through all of them. <laughs> or, the, or the fact that like, I don't know why he was delivering meat over and over again, but I guess that was part of the theme. It was the fact that every moment was six frames too long and I could not breathe. I am still tired. It's been seven days. And it's okay. And I asked myself, why now? Because these are four really lovely, I don't know if they're lovely, but I hope, artists. And I want them to, to be great. And at a certain point, yes, yes, they are getting older, and there might have been a situation where they thought, this is our chance to work together again. Robert De Niro has literally said he sent Joe Pesci, uh, I'm guessing, a page to his beeper. I don't know how they communicate, <laughs> saying that we might die soon. One more, huh? Like, that was the whole pitch for the movie. That's how he did it. And so they... they did this, but for four of the most famous Italian-American actors in the world, two and three, well, I think Chris says he's an actor because he just, like, is method, but for all four of them to decide that their last stand, yes, that's a second X-Men reference, that their last stand is called the Irishman is incongruous to their brand. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. You have your legacy should just stick to what you've been doing. If you're gonna build your own ice raft to push your film career out to sea to die, stick to the pirate flag that brought you. Thank
1: you. That's my time. Thank you. Counterpoint: The Irishman is a fucking masterpiece. It is. And I'm gonna make a claim right now. I'm gonna make a claim right now. There is no moment. No shot. No scene, no sentence that Boom. you can cut from that film yeah. that wouldn't make it fucking worse. I will give you that the de aging technology is in beta. <laughs> because it definitely looked like some smooth old men running downstairs. And I did, because again, all I was looking for was more Irishmen. Did click on the behind-the-scenes 30-minute wild rambling conversation that Scorsese, Pesci, De Niro, and Pacino had in a red booth somewhere, maybe Purgatory, uh <laughs> in which they clearly shot for two hours and were like, I think there's 25 minutes in here. That is fucking intelligible. Anyway. In that, they talk about the fact that one of the great challenges they had in making this film is not only... Yes, they could de-age their faces slightly, and there is an uncanny, polar express, Zemeckis vibe to what (laughs) happens to the eyes. They did somehow manage to take the life from Robert De Niro's beautiful eyes, which was, for chunks of the movie, a shame. Uh, But they're all playing men that are 30 or 40 years younger than themselves... And their bodies have to, they, apparently they kept saying, uh, Al Pacino, uh, you took too long to stand. You stood up like an old man. And they're talking about it like, but that's acting, i got to stand like a young man. But then why don't you do it all the fucking time? What does that mean? What does that mean? Hey, Al Pacino, stand up like a young man. Well, if he could, he would, right? So how many fucking takes? Can they get out of his body? This Al Pacino body that's been through the fucking ringer. <laughs> He's like, all right, Al, you're playing. You're 50 in this scene. You're, in Al Pacino years, more. <laughs> Three centuries old. And then they're telling Robert De Niro, can you be more spry as you walk down the stairs? I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, you can't, his fucking osteoporosis can't act. You know, the, his ligaments aren't, Gonna be CGI, like no. I assume I. I don't know what it's like to be an old man. Uh, I assume it's a lot like my current lifestyle, <laughs> honestly. But I don't think they're. I don't think they're. I don't think they're slowing down as a choice, right? Why the Irishman's length is not just valuable, but dare I say it necessary to the film is what we watch unfold is not just four of our great talents coming together to do what they do best, which is what we see. It is not only a film about gangsters, it's a film in conversation with the previous film Scorsese has made as these old men look back with melancholy eyes on their own choices putting themselves into the characters they played and the choices that led them to become aging monsters late in their lives, looking back on the long and winding path that led Robert De Niro to that old age home and that green coffin because he is, in the film, Irish.
0: I hate you so much. Oh. Amen. No, I'm sorry. Okay, I got a couple points, quick points. Here's what I got. One, this isn't against purposes. I think if your bones crack, your bones crack. There's nothing we can do about that. That's totally fine. This movie is too is so long, and it still doesn't have time to actually like talk to any of the peripheral characters. So you just get a chiron of when and how they died. And yes, that shit was funny, but not necessary to the story. Every it's not, Good. No, Every it's moment.
1: not in conversation. What like at some point? I'll give you one thing. I'll give you one thing, I don't know that I needed Sebastian Maniscalco <laughs> for for a ten minute interlude halfway through this film. No, that's the one thing I'll say. That's the one thing I'll give in. That's the one. What? I don't care. Let's spin the wheel. What do you got, Brett?
2: I thought it was a masterpiece. Yes, correct. I was excited. Let's I was excited. It. These are like you know four of the greatest artists who like whose work means so much to me. It is a conversation about aging. It is a conversation about the bleakness of not being vulnerable your whole life. Of of not knowing who your friends are, of not having any real relationships yes. at the end of your life I, when you thought yes. You end your life thinking that you were working towards this thing and had these relationships with these people, and then you find out it all means nothing, and you die alone. It is a bleak thing, and it's also really fucking funny. Really yes. funny. No, so no, I will not. No, funny. I will not be. It is screaming so funny down. because it's subtle. It's not screaming in your face. It is subtle as these now, guys no talking. Laughed? That
1: note, it was so subtle,
0: no I one I laughed.
2: laughed. I laughed.
1: We laughed. How do you know I people laugh. who laughed? You didn't see it in the theater. We were all in our different
0: homes. I will, I'm sorry, not today, Satan. I will not be taken down on this one, okay?
1: Let's spin the wheel. It has landed on Brett's Ranch of Rants.
2: I just think that, I'm just sick of people talking and communicating their thoughts and feelings and opinions all the fucking time. Just putting themselves out there, what they think, what they're experiencing, how they feel about this and that without taking one fucking second to actually see how they actually feel. Maybe revisit it, maybe think about it then go back to it a little bit later and see if you still think the same thing. Maybe you don't. First time I saw The Irishman, I thought it dragged. Watched again, masterpiece. See? Revisit. He wants his place. Don't just he put it out twice. there. Don't just put it out there and just leave it, okay? We gotta draft things here, huh? I mean, all of these comedians, right, who are getting in trouble and getting canceled for the things they say, you know what it is? It's not necessarily bigotry. Write another fucking draft of your act. Don't just race it out there because Netflix is rushing you, and and, and they're not gonna give you, the, they're threatening to not give you the 20 million fucking dollars, okay? Like, really, just take a second, and think about it and stop just throwing logs in the fucking vocal fire that is our every day. And I'm addicted to it and I partake in it, but I'm fucking sick of it. I'm fucking sick of myself. Let's spin it again.
1: All right. It, it has landed on LGBT Star Wars.
2: It Here's, definitely has, without flashing. a doubt.
0: It's flashing right now, guys. No
2: questions asked. It definitely landed on All right. LGBT Star Wars.
1: <laughs> it, that's what it landed on. Here's the thing. There's a new Star Wars film coming out. All right? And guess what? I'm pumped, all right? You're looking at a guy who's excited, all right? You tell me there's new Star Wars, I'm in. It is 11.44 p.m. as I say these words. In 15 minutes, there'll be a new episode of The Mandalorian. And I have plans to watch it simultaneously with my friends. That's the Star Wars commitment I am bringing to this conversation. A sad commitment. Okay? Okay? No matter how many times they heard me, I'll go back. JJ Abrams was asked, Are Finn and Poe going to get together? And his response was, No, their relationship is deeper than romantic. But really, of course, it's, We're not going to have our two lead men uh, kiss It's Star Wars. We're trying to make toys here. We're trying to make a billion. Yeah, we're going to risk a billion dollars on some man on man action. I don't think so. All I'm saying is, he did say, he hinted at the fact that there would be LGBT representation in Rise of Skywalker. And I think that's terrific. I'm very excited about that. However, I've been burned. All right? I was burned by the LGBT representation in Avengers Endgame, which was a gay character saying in a scene, you know, I went on a date with a guy named Bruce. End of gay storyline. Who <laughs> was that? He, he was an unnamed He had a name in the scene. Oh, but he was the in a the, group therapy. It was in a group... Fucking one group therapy scene with, with uh, was it Chris, is Chris, Chris Evans? Chris Evans, yes, Captain America. Captain America's in a group therapy, hard to believe. Uh, <laughs> hard to believe he's not sticking a one-on-one. Just hard to believe. <laughs> what? Really? Uh, but let's, back to the topic at hand. You know what I mean, come it's on. true. You think Captain America's doing group
2: uh, I mean, if he wants to help others, though, and it's more to help others than help And he himself, wants to use though. his
0: mental health as, like, an example, like a patriotic beacon. Yeah. Yeah. Good this points. is my Star Wars. Good
2: points. Good
1: points. All I'm saying is I'm glad that there will be LGBT representation in a Star Wars film, finally. Two points on that. One, there are a lot of characters who could be gay based on the films. Yoda, one example. But also if this gay representation is some tiny little moment, I just want us to remember that they don't get any pats on the back. Like, that's so fucking easy at this point. I want a fucking gay character on the goddamn poster. I want superheroes that are gay to kiss, all right? uh, That's all. Yes.
0: Yes. I mean, Laura Dern's purple wig was not enough, and I think... I'm in support of you because, I mean, Disney Plus is. There's no way they're ever gonna put a proper gay couple up there. They
1: will. They will. They will. It will happen. The moment, the moment it stops being controversial is the moment it'll be fine, in which there will be a gay hero above the name of the movie on the day it is no longer brave to do it, and that is what is so frustrating about it. Uh, But anyway, let's end on a high note. You know, this week it was announced that the Trump administration is seeking cuts to food stamps. Uh, they are seeking to save basically five billion dollars over five years, roughly a billion dollars a year, to cut benefits for nearly 700,000 SNAP recipients. Meanwhile, we found out that the corporate tax cut meant that FedEx went from paying 1.5 billion in taxes to paying zero in taxes this year, which means that just that one corporation's corporate tax cut would have been enough to cover. The cuts that he is making for this year and not only that he is shoveling billions of dollars to agribusiness to big corporations that are getting hit by his trade war and never worrying about the cost of that because for trump it's not about the budget it's not about tax and spend it's not about uh the debt it is about punishing people who don't support him and rewarding people who do you know we're at the final few weeks of 2019 we are about to head into 2020. i don't know how we are supposed to get mentally fucking jacked up for the Nightmare Circus we're about to watch for the next year. If you thought the Irishman is long, i like you to meet my friend 2020. You want to see, see old white man make you upset? <laughs> Buckle the fuck up, because it's going to be everywhere. That's going to be everywhere. Yeah, no, no de-aging technology in that fucking debate. And the p-
2: Maybe they should. <laughs> Maybe they
1: fucking Maybe should. Maybe that would help. Maybe that would help. Once January rolls around, we'll all be focused on, on picking our nominee and winning in 2020. Uh, Republicans want to suve- suppress the votes in 2020 the way they did in 2016. Every, the election is going to be close. So we've partnered with Stacey Abrams and Fair Fight to make, sure, to make sure that if we do our job in 2020 and people come out to vote, they organize, they knock on doors, they get out the vote, that everyone who goes to cast a ballot... Will have their vote counted, that they'll be registered, and their vote will be tallied, and they won't be turned away, and that votes won't be suppressed. We are three fourths of the way to hitting our goal. We've already raised over one and a half million uh, for the Stacey Abrams fair fight. That's what Crooked has done, but we we first committed to a million. All right, we've now we doubled that commitment to two million. I said it to Stacy, We said it to Stacey Abrams face to face. I looked in Stacey Abrams eyes. All right. <laughs> And if, you, if you're going you're gonna to make me look like a fucking asshole to Stacey Abrams, no. No. If we can get her the remainder of the two million, then we can help put 20 teams on the ground in 20 battleground states. It is already making a difference. In Kentucky, they helped restore 180,000 voters to the rolls. That race was decided by 5,000 points. By 5,000 votes. Points. <laughs> Too much gaming. Uh, So, if everyone listening were to put in $10 right now, Stacey would be able to put a voter protection team like the one in Kentucky in every battleground state next year. This is the most important thing we can do right now to help make sure we win in 2020. Make it the last thing you do in 2019. Go to votesaveamerica.com slash fair fight. We can do this. We can win if we do our part. All the noise, all the opinions, all the... The fighting and the anger at the end of the day it is going to be up to us to stop talking and start donating and knocking on doors and putting our feet on the ground and doing our part when we stop having opinions all the time and start getting involved and that is the phase we're about to enter we've been in this fucking exhausting Trump nightmare for three years we have a year to leave it all on the field to get this guy out of office start now votesaveamerica.com slash fair that is our show I want to thank Henry Cheney I want to thank Brett Gelman I want to thank the improv thank you all for coming out thank you Adam Schiff let's add Jerry Nadler why not Love It or Leave It is a product of Crooked Media. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett, Elisa Gutierrez, Lee Eisenberg, our head writer and Michael Bloomberg speechwriter, Travis Helwig, and writers Jocelyn Kaufman, Alicia Carroll, and Peter Miller. Bill Lance is our editor, and Frank Tadek is our sound engineer. Our theme song is written and performed by SureSure. Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Jamie Skeel, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and to our digital producers, Nar Malconian and Yale Freed, for filming and editing video each week so you can.